You are listening to Between Blue Worlds on Open Lines Radio. Follow Angie on Instagram at Between Blue Worlds. Follow Open Lines Radio on Instagram at Open Lines Radio. And be sure to check out Open Lines Radio online at www.openlinesradio.com. And when you're there, it's really cool. You can, there's a lot of things you can do at openlinesradio.com. Uh, you can uh, support Open Lines Radio there uh, through various uh, ways, PayPal, uh, Venmo, uh, Patreon. Uh, you can also, um, if you want to, check out the entire archive of all the past Between Blue Worlds episodes, um, all of season one. Uh, go to SoundCloud. It is uh, www.soundcloud.com. I believe it's Open Lines Radio. Just search for Open Lines Radio when you're at SoundCloud. And you can get the full archive of Between Blue Worlds. There's a bunch of them. You can binge listen to your heart's content. And uh, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, there's a really great uh, podcast hosting service called Podbean. And uh, from uh, openlinesradio.com, you just go down to the bottom right side. You'll see the Podbean link and click on over to there and start your own podcast and add your voice to the collective. Um, Or, you know what, just reach out to me at Open Lines Radio and uh, we might be interested in putting it out there. So uh, let's just get to it. This is Angie at Between Blue Worlds, with Between Blue Worlds. She's at and of, and here she is. Enjoy. a decision to make that's not how I meant to start this I was walking on my way to my seat my name's Angie welcome to between blue worlds this is a podcast that I'm recording I hope you can hear me I'm talking quietly because I live in the glorified suburbs currently pre-moving it's a large urban span that makes the 
nirvana loving teen and me vomit a little every time I look out the windows and I pretend that part of me is no longer there but if I sit here quietly I can feel this kind of distaste for the squareness I hate being caught in happiness I guess something common among all these 90s kids that I hung out with. I was born in the early 80s and really came to age in the 90s and I'm trying to come to grips with people being born in 2000 now turning 20. We just bought a new dinosaur play set. It was only $13 on Amazon Prime and it got here earlier today and the box was massive. The playset is pretty huge, but it was the, I feel myself wanting to complain, complaining constantly. I was going to start this podcast with, have you ever found yourself mid thought with something like, why does this ice have to be so fucking cold? And in certain contexts, it makes certain sense. For me, I was walking from the refrigerator. I'm thinking of this Family Guy episode. Pardon me if you're new to my podcast. I do this kind of like pre-writing. It's not a pre-planned beat poetry thing. But I've been accused of such things. (laughs) Funnily, I'm not like mad or anything. I just don't pre-write anything. I don't get accused of that often. You can tell because it's so sloppy. I don't always come back around everything. Mark, my producer, gets harangued slash harassed about playing me. Apparently giving me a platform to say things that are true in the way that I say them, they true to me. There's a great quote, but it's flawed like anything. It says, uh, God, it's by Ben Shapiro, that little twit. I like him. But I wouldn't want him at my house for dinner necessarily. I agree with what he's saying and I, I, I'm glad he's saying it. I think that there's room for clubs that are exclusive. I think we need things like Boy Scouts. And I think women need to realize that they get sports cars and diamond rings and all these things. Well, how about you influence your man with that vagina into putting money into education locally (laughs) just saying there's this common thread among inventors and very creative people in general but the ones that are seem to be linear minded more say a reputation like tesla's seem to end up getting rather well they get a reputation later as being paranoid And I just wonder how much of that is them developing this sense of awareness that everything's connected and it's scary. That's what it is.
My name's Angie. I've already said this, but I'm just reaffirming. <laughs> and I've gone through a lot of things recently. I'm not complaining about those things, actually. I keep thinking that's what I was going to say. I keep thinking about this family guy. I'll complain about them eventually, don't worry. Hold on, I'm trying to pay attention also to where my toddler's going. See, I report these podcasts and the best opinion on them that I, I've gotten, the one that I like most, was somebody said, it's like I'm having coffee with you in your yard where you play with your kids and dogs and stuff. And that's what it is. Wow, good catch. You almost fell, are you okay? You did it. You caught yourself. Did it hurt anywhere? You almost fell down the steps, but you got your legs under you. That was awesome, honey. Good job, everybody. Dinosaur. What's his name? What is it? Huh? I can't hear you. What do you call him? Hold on, everybody. This is really important stuff. I like uh, working with kids because I don't know some parts of it are so horrible I love the horrible parts too though. I think you just realize you st- it, well for me what I did I can't I gotta stop speaking for everybody such a weird development in the English language and it's not just me I'm worst ever of anybody about it but might be exaggerating but maybe not I don't know pretty bad (laughs) you see we all feel like this and we're all like that because in the 90s it was such a cush little living we didn't have all the symptoms yet of the things we were doing It was so nice. (laughs) We were just doing whatever and it didn't matter. The hippies did a little, you know, every generation's had people that did a little bit of just relaxing. And all kind of being like outsourcing their hardships to just different groups, usually indigenous ones displaced by somebody else. And they are very in skin, skin color, right? I, do I want to address this, really? I don't want Mark to get picked on because of me. He can stand up for himself. I'm not worried about him too much, but I respect him, and I think that that's some bullshit. And I think that from the outside, and I remember being this way, that when I used to see people bragging about getting hated on, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you want people hating on you? But I think just the more that I've read and watched, I love documentaries, things about people that do things. Yes, dear. I'm recording a podcast, just FYI. Oh, okay. Those shorts, you know? The what? The shorts? Yeah. They're, like, good, but I thought they were, like, this material. Oh, no, those ones are coming later. Those are the champion ones. Yeah, I like those a lot still. Okay, cool. Yeah. Those ones you like? The ones that are out there? Yeah. Yeah, I like them. Oh, that's awesome. Is that a baby black widow? No, That's was... what I started recording about, and I got totally sidetracked. What? About the baby black, black widow. There was one living up in that corner, and I went to smash it. Yeah, there was two flies. Oh, two flies is... Oh, that's a bigger issue. What do we do? 
Is it ethical to kill flies? Should we feel bad about it? Are they part of the whole world cycle, or do we... I'm gonna go play Minecraft again. Okay, have fun playing Minecraft. <laughs> That's what I should be doing. Thank you, honey. Yeah. Those are super um, inexpensive, too. I'll look into them more and see. They have a bunch of colors. What colors would you want? Do you like the dark reddish kind of stuff? No, no, I don't have to. They have they have a lot of options. Yeah, no, just be honest. I don't mind. Cool, cool. Thank you. Um, the Black Widow. There is a baby Black Widow. There's a series of events that led to um a baby Black Widow being spotted. I went to had this epiphany. I've been kind of on my already terribly busy husband to hang this thing the screen thing that I ordered and I I just it hit me like a ton of bricks today that I'm a capable human being and should just hang the fucking thing like what am I even doing why am I what what I have no idea it just originally got in my head he was gonna hang it <laughs> I can't even I don't think he thinks of it even that way I think he probably even said oh I'll hang it but he's just got you know, a ton of responsibilities and one day off a week and here we are. It hadn't been hung yet. <laughs> so I had that epiphany and I found the little instruction sheet and I uh, was reading it and it was going to be super easy and going to be still isn't hung yet. Spoiler alert. I looked up in the corner and there's a baby black widow just chilling. I called my husband. I was like, series of events, this epiphany, baby black widow in the corner. I'm going to kill it, right? I I think that I think I think I'm playing with the idea that as the humans are clearly different. So we're either from somewhere else or we're here and clearly different either for a reason if there's something conscious behind it or for no reason at fucking all. But we're clearly different cuz uh you know we have like stalks in the Dow Jones and other species don't even have fucking napkins or restaurant chains or anything. So there's something clearly different. There just is. I don't know. People have tried to define it that have spent way more time on it than me. It's a lifetime kind of thing. Science is the art of cyclical <laughs> disagreeing. It's so funny how things come back. I remember when eggs were bad for you. <laughs> that was real. Kiddos. We didn't walk to school both ways in the snow because there's serial killers everywhere. But we did uh, a lot of kidnapping. That was always the myth, right? The vans. It's not really a myth. I don't know. You can find evidence of it. I guess if you're going to go super physics and say, like, you're just one Neo in a thing and you're red-pilled, and you're whatever. But I actually think there might be a reality that we're just here, and that that might be going on on some sort of much deeper level, but clearly this shit is concrete, and whoever you are explaining this to me, usually when I start trying to even talk to you is fucking crazy. Or mean. <laughs> really, really mean. Extremists tend to be mean. It takes a lot of energy and momentum to get extremely somewhere. 
You can stay pretty even keel if you just make sure you don't put out a lot of energy. <laughs> but the thing is, you have to get somewhere where you feel good coasting first. And that can take a lot of energy and momentum and efforts that are fruitless and efforts that are really fruitful in the wrong kind of things or right for them, but not for later. And condemning our past is a mistake that happens a lot. I think it's a mistake because just the evidence, the evidence seems to be that you can't super change it I think we find out usually that it's not like oh people used to be dumb or people used to be mean or people used to be extra violent it's that we find out we've only heard maybe three ultimately four or five in our whole lifetime perspectives of that thing you know like if they're talking about uh, Henry Tudor people probably don't even know generally who that is unless they hear something really specific you know like and he changed a lot of things he's had effect on a lot of things a lot of our language and our plays and our famous families and all that stuff traced back to him henry tudor is the same and i'm you know there's things i know jack shit about i used to like really like to be like the person who knew the albums and that kind of stuff of the people and but my memory was never that great. So I really just prided myself on being able to drink a lot. <laughs> I don't know. You know, those skills. But it, I, I've always been that know-it-all. You know, I talk for everybody. We do this. It's a way of making yourself feel included. That's all. It's built into our language. Still intrigued by Esperanto. I do think we need a language that isn't... Uh, so loaded down and heavy sometimes but I think it's not going to be so much of a switching to a language as much as our language will evolve to reflect it but you know it's kind of like the Wayne Dyer thing the, the cops create the police no 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 I was Ram Dass the cops create the police and the police create the no 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 sorry the hippies create the police and the police create the hippies it's like the cycle who started it, the chicken or the egg? It's been wondered about longer than any of us have been alive. <coughs> I think that if you get most of your history from your education, whatever that education is, whether it's private school, public school, anything, and you don't go outside of that, and you don't listen directly, I think it's so hard to realize how many little things we just assume. I've had people I really, really know well that have known me for a long time all of a sudden start ranting at me over an issue they really admittedly know nothing about and are just claiming loyalty. And it's a how could you, how dare you. It's really hard to talk to people through that. So I don't really try that often anymore unless they're really, really close to me. I, maybe it's people that are kind of in that ideology of if, uh, if I don't see it, it doesn't exist, which I think is a misunderstanding of energetics. You can propel against it, but it doesn't, and you can do different things, but if you're confronting and it's there, you're already meeting it. You can't undo it now, so solution-minded. 
is our thing, my dear ones. I just think, uh, oh, okay, so this baby blackfoot us. So I look up and there's baby blackfoot us. So I call my husband, I tell him I'm going to kill it. And I have this grandiose kind of Victorian era moment where I feel like the human race is truly dominant and we will be choosing which animals, like the, the extinction, if you make it a positive, bear with me for a fucking moment. It was a very quick little thought process here. Okay, so what if phrase it that way that's more comfortable i can already feel it. so i have this thought process we're on top here it is you get to decide you've decided there's no black widows in my yard i go and get a paper towel i feel quite brave because black widow versus paper towel doesn't seem like you know adequate really should they turn on me but also i'm gigantic compared to them so i get there and I hesitate and it drops in my fucking carpet, my bedroom. I race, I get a vacuum, I vacuum the area. I did look for a second. When I say race, I'm not that, I'm a mom. That means nothing. Moms are so varied. I hate that. Let me call it, it's inviting in a stereotype. And I don't know what yours is versus mine. I'm not, I've, I've had seasons where I'm quite good at running. I generally, especially right now, I'm not running terribly often. So when I say raced, more kind of meandered-ish, trying to remember where the pieces of the vacuum were in the hallway that I left it in. I'm trying this kind of Jesus-branded zen approach to life to see if it works for me oh you found the other amazon packages due to covid season uh the sight of an amazon package has everybody quite quite excited really yeah it's just boring things got toys earlier though that was pretty cool Make stuff we don't need. Sorry, that's noisy. I think what I'll do here. I'm not gonna wrap it up just yet. 1923. Oh, the roaring twenties. Are we ready? We're about to hit so hard this season of abundance, and people don't even realize it. People that are not on the internet do. <laughs> Can I tell you that people that don't use social media and they're not on the internet, they're like high flying right now because the energy is really intense. And if you're able to just not be involved with the infighting, which is not something I'm necessarily recommending. It's just some people have that role and some don't or that choice somewhere in between. <laughs> I think that, uh, like, if you are Amish right now, and not, like, one of the ones they're messing with all the time, governments really mess with Amish people. We should, I don't know. I don't get that. Why? I feel like I want to do, like, a ride-along with the, uh, 
governors and mayors that harass the Amish people. I've, I know that sounds far-fetched, but there's a lot of reported stories of it. Um, one of them I read said, uh, what I'll do, people ask where I get my information. Uh, what I do is, like, late at night, <laughs> I don't know, like, when I'm awake, I'll just uh, get curious about something. I don't know. Start looking stuff up. And I, it's kind of a cool uh, game of self-trust, or if you do, like, angel communication or any sort of divination, I recommend staying on the light scope and being a peaceful person. Um, angels don't want to have to rain death on you. That sounds terrifying. What if that's true? There's a lot of faiths that believe that. Technically, under the umbrella of Christianity, I do. That's kind of scary. But we seem to have influence. There's lots of places in the Bible where people save other people from the heavenly forces. And I think we should talk about that. I think... Hmm. What do we do? Do we stand firmly and know this isn't true? Ignore the fact that despite how much competition the Bible has for time and space and how many books exist and how many faiths exist, and it's still going and exists... It just can't be nothing, right? Unless all of this is senseless, and I'll make room for that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll die and the lights just go out. A science teacher in 7th or 8th grade, I think 8th, told me that's what happened when you die. Like, very stated, factly. And I didn't grow up with any religion, and I, but a lot of spirituality. And very much like we just talk about ghost stories and all this stuff. Very open, kind of hippie, Northern California average stuff to recall a stereotype if you have one. Oh, you just want water i'd like some water please i'd like some water please i'm getting super thirsty um Lots of kind of lessons, like the Pied Piper. Kids love when you sing. It really stops any chaos brewing. <laughs> Highly recommend it. Even if your voice is just not classically trained and beautiful as mine. Being sarcastic. Suit my comfort level <laughs> with my perceived lack of ability currently. It might change. There's a lot of stuff I used to think I was super bad at super bad at it. And it turns out I'm pretty good at it. Or I can be. That I found that ability. I got baptized Catholic and I want to I keep my brain saying 2003, but it wasn't 2003 at all. Probably more like 2013. Maybe. Gone through a few different religions tried to stay away from Catholicism, quite honestly. Like, really, really, really. And I was doing a lot of angel work, and it was accurate. Getting a lot of awesome readings. 
going to mass every day, my lunch break. I loved every second of it. At the time, I was very into wearing these logger boots with skinny jeans and blazers. I don't know, it was just a thing that worked, just trust me. And I, um, <clears throat> I'd go in, I'd never take communion because I wasn't baptized yet, but I'd listen to all the mass things and then leave while everybody took communion. Or I'd stay and stay through the whole thing, depending on how long mass had run and while it breaks and things. But I came five days a week, usually, you know, unless there was something. And then uh, a couple years, I think. And then I uh, finally signed up for RCIA. That's their religion classes for adults before you get baptized. And my thoughts going into it was that mass had changed my life. I'd gone to lots of churches. I'd done Unitarian. And Mass was something. And sitting there with that Marian existence, kind of that mother energy that I know some people really don't like it being part of the church, but yikes. It's amazing. Our local church is named for St. Rose of Lima. She's very controversial. She died very young. She used to do really... Um, they, some people like to qualify it by saying, by today's standards, but if you read the writings from her time, it was by then standards, too. Things she did were really extreme. She was very convinced she was... Uh, married to Jesus and the more suffering she did on earth, the better their life would be in heaven. And I think that's a valid reality. I don't know. I've seen the way some people can throw their lives away and hurting yourself and in this agony ecstasy cycle we've made it so you're not allowed to do it we put labels on it medicate against it kill them that way <laughs> maybe suicide's the number one reason for death among teens that's disgusting we're failing them we're failing everybody. You know the pain those parents are going through? Maybe some of them don't care, but I've never met parents that really don't care. Usually they just think their kid's better off by them not caring, you know, being less involved. But until that number changes, we gotta keep trying new things we're not doing better we're doing way worse all the time and it's not talked about really that's what we should have shut down for shut down and listen to our teens what are we doing where are we failing i'll speak for the ones that i know i know a few they want to be doing real things 
They can feel their life wasting away while they're sitting in classrooms. And we're on generation three or four consistently in America, sitting in classrooms day in and day out, and it's ruining everything. And it's changing. It's already changed. We don't have that anymore. Schools now are not allowed to have a bunch of kids in a classroom. Thank you, COVID-19. Again, that was easy. Before you get on me for that was easy. I can feel the backlash already. They said we would lose millions of people in America alone. My county lost more people in car accidents on the first day than they've lost from COVID the entire time we've been shut down. And let me tell you, these riots were because these kids were fucking bored. It made them vulnerable and susceptible, and they were stuck with some shitty parents, some of them, and they were stuck with no parents, a lot of them. Look up statistics on runaway teens. Ugh. It's my whole life. I've just known them. I always had the family that was like, that's not going to be you. Don't worry. You're always here. You know, in a comforting way. I don't know. It just never appealed to me to not live with them. That seemed terrifying. There's just some things that we need to fix before we can even talk about these much smaller but more inflammatory things, more comfortable to discuss. Or when these things pop up, the vision I keep getting and I'm scared to even say anything because it's fucking scary. The vision I've gotten recently is to hand it like a basketball or a basket I don't know, right into, like, your imaginary personal Jesus. Neon plastic to life-size, whatever works for you, just hand it off and let him put it in the heart of Mary. Because that's why she came, and we asked Source for a mommy. We've had enough daddy now. Please bring her out. We'd like our mom back, please. And one of the manifestations of that that's come around this time real strongly that I personally find a lot of comfort in and really like is the kind of orthodoxy, Catholic, classical, ancient Mary. There's a lot of representations I like. But get more into that next time. Alright guys, I'm gonna go nap with the toddler and Read a little bit, maybe. Have a nice day, night, or whatever you have. And just try to do a little stuff to be nice to somebody. Especially yourself. That's all anybody really needs, really. Alright. Good night, my babies. Yes, I'm relieving, now that you're leaving
So it's 